Hi, my name is Maureen and I'm an alcoholic. Um, thank you for having me here tonight and uh, congratulations to all the celebrants. It's really exciting. Um, and I'm going to keep my eye on the time. So, yep, I have a sponsor and a home group and a sobriety date. It is November 25th of 2011. Um, and I am very grateful to be sober. It was nice listening to um, the celebrants. I just I, like I I love it. I remember I remember turning five and thinking like I'm gonna get everything now and nothing, nothing. <laughs> and yeah, and but the thing is, is like, oh, I'm so grateful to be sober, you know. And um, welcome, Angela. Our, uh, I'm glad you're here tonight. Um, I would do anything that AA asks me to do, um, because I am willing to do anything to stay sober. And that's as true today. That's as true today as it was, uh, when I first got to AA, um, when I, you know, I was, a, um, I was a Jack Daniels and LSD kind of girl. Um, and, uh, and I lived that way for a very long time. <laughs> you know, and, um, and I didn't, uh, I didn't start drinking until I got to college, which is like weird nowadays. And like most of, most of my friends started drinking, like most of my, you know, friends in recovery started drinking when they were in middle school, high school. And I just started late and I stopped late. You know, I like, well, I feel like I stopped late. I stopped at like, I stopped at like 30 and I, and I came to AA at 33. Um, and, you know, when I drank, it was just, I remember when I first started drinking, everything was so fun and it was like, life was finally happening to me. And, and like, I was finally there. And, um, and when, and after a little bit, it just, I remember it not feeling as fun and, but needing it you know, and, and just wishing that, wishing that something was different, you know, um, I like, I'm just remembering right now, like sitting in this dark, dank bar in like, um, what's that, the place across the bridge in Baltimore, where you do not, Dundalk. <laughs> The place where you do not go is <laughs> Dundalk. Um, and, uh, and it was just, it was like a bar in a basement and, um, and I, and like screaming at people, you know, screaming at strangers and just wishing that I had more, more, more liquor, you know? Um, and, and I was, I was still in my twenties, you know, I was still in my early twenties when that was going on, you know, it's not, it's not like, um, it's not like it had been, it's not like I was 50. It's not like I was 70. It's not like I'd wasted my life by that time. Um, and, uh, and I just, I remember like that, but that was a particularly bad night, you know? And it's not even that like there were, cause frankly, I don't remember too much about that night. I'm really just remembering what's going on in my head right now, but like, like who knows what happened for the rest of that night. But I remember being in that moment and going, like something is really, really wrong. You know, something is really, really wrong. 
And I remember another night where I was at this club called Tracks and I was dancing on a speaker and my shirt was sailing over the crowd and I'm like coming in and out of a blackout and the lights are in my eyes and I've got bottles, this is New Year's and I've got bottles of champagne in either pocket of my cargo pants and I'm like half naked on a speaker and I'm like, how did I get here? You know, I was a scholarship kid. <laughs> I was like, I was not a straight A student, but I was not, a, you know, I was close, you know, and like, and everything was gone, you know, and I still didn't stop drinking. I, I did not stop. I didn't stop for years after that. And it finally got, it finally got bad enough, frankly. Um, I mean, I had friends that were murdered. I had like, I was homeless, like, you know, living with my parents again and like having to sleep in my car sometimes and just all of that stuff, you know, all of that stuff. And the only, the only reason I wasn't institutionalized was because my parents pulled me out of the hospital, you know? Um, and so none of that was enough. And I kept like, I kept saying, like, I remember being drunk in my apartment, learning how to play the, the, the water glasses, but filling them up with wine so that I could like sip the wine to be able to get the right note and then playing Amy Winehouse's rehab on the water glasses, singing in the mirror and crying, you know, a real class act. Um, and, and it's like nothing, nothing sank through as lonely as I got, as depressed as I got, as much as I was like, this can never happen again. It always happened again. Um, and like the crazy part was like, we were out It like, it was, I, I don't, I was 20 something. I don't remember how old I was. And we were out at a club and I was like, you know, we were out real late coming home. I woke up. It was Wednesday. Um, I wasn't at home. I was on my friend's futon. It was snowing outside and I was missing work. And for some reason it was like, that was the, that was the moment where I had clarity where it was like, something is really freaking wrong. I can't take a drink safely. You know, I like, there's nothing in like, once I have one and I like my friend and I, who's also now in the program, she and I would be like, well, we're not really just can't have one. We're just can't have three. If we have three, we're going way too far, you know, but one always led to two and two always led to three and three always led to like blackout, you know, um, and, uh, and that morning when I woke up, I was like, this is it. And I am done. And the problem is, is that not that I drink excessively. It's that I can't quit. You know, I said, I quit a million times. I said, I've put it away a million times. And like, and each time I go back, you know, I'm like, I'm really good at saying I quit but I'm just as I'm one better at saying, but I'm okay this time. Like, <laughs> so, you know, I, I like, I knew something had to change, but I didn't know how to be different. Right. 
And like, I got a bunch of jobs to try and keep myself sober. And I was working basically around the clock. And I did that for years and it did not work. And like in that time was when I got suicidal, was when I got ragefully angry. Um, when I like that, that, that time was way harder than any other time in my life, you know, was when I was not drinking, but not coming to Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, and so like my friend that I've talked about, she got sober, like the woman whose futon I slept on, she got sober and like said, I'm going to AA and she dragged me with her, you know? And I was like, it had been about four years since I'd had a drink, but the problem is, is I didn't have a solution, right? I may not, I may not have had any alcohol in my body, but I did not have anything to replace it. And so I was angry and I was frustrated and I was tight and it was just awful. <laughs> so like, I, I consider myself lucky in that I don't, I don't have to test whether or not I'm, I need Alcoholics Anonymous. I've already done that, you know? And this is the crazy part about my alcoholism. It's not like I'm safe from those thoughts. In Alcoholics Anonymous with multiple years sober, I have thought, huh, maybe I can just stop, you know? Thank you, one minute. And nope, like as soon as that thought crosses my mind, like, you know, some sort of something steps in and returns me to sanity and says, you're something's off right now. You need to call your sponsor, you know? Um, cause I am, I am the type of alcoholic that I can't do this on my own. And I know, cause I've tried, you know, um, so, you know, came to AA did what they suggested to the best of my ability. And then when I realized I was trying to do it my own way, <laughs> started trying to do it other people's way. And that works out a lot better. Um, so I will stop there. Thanks for letting me share. <laughs>